for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. Welcome to July and um, yeah, what a year it is, what a year it has been already. Uh, although it's only been six months, it seems a lifetime has passed. And um, I pray uh, that all of us will continue to be in prayer uh, going into the rest, of the year, rest of the year and then even next year as well. And as we, uh, well as for me, going studying uh, Psalms, I pray that the prayers and the hearts will be a wonderful model model for us uh, to help us in our prayer life as well. And I think the Psalms, is, well, that's one of the greatest benefits of Psalms. It helps us to pray and they become, uh, they are models for us in our prayer lives. And it has a wonderful balance between teaching uh, and the practical modeling of prayer and what is in our hearts, uh, the way it can come out. And I think they are scalable in the sense that they can be contextualized uh, and personalized as well. And I think today's uh, Psalm is one of the best ones to pers personalize, to scale, and to contextualize. So let's read the psalm today, and then we'll continue. Psalm chapter 136, verses 1 through 26. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, His love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, His love endures forever. To Him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, His love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, His love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, His love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever, and brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever and killed mighty kings. His love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant, Israel. His love endures forever. He remembered us in our low estate. His love endures forever, and freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. 
He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. I think today's psalm, Psalm 136, has to be one of the best known and recognizable psalm uh, in the Bible, right? I'm sure a lot of you would agree. And I think, um, in a sense, it is the most it is the easiest one, the most easy, the easiest one to memorize. Now, technically, it's not because the shorter psalm, you know, the shorter, the easier and better it is to memorize, right? And the shorter psalm is uh, Psalm 117 that only has two verses in, you know, depending on the English version, approximately up to less than 30 words, two verses, shorter psalm in the Bible. Uh, but my argument is that today's psalm is easier to memorize because you can basically memorize the whole psalm if you memorize the first verse, right? Where he says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. See, I've memorized it. You can just say it twice and then you've memorized it as well. Now, I'm not trying to like dumb down this beautiful, amazing psalm, but the whole psalm boils down to this first verse. And now, I'm not just talking about the pattern, right? Um, especially in the sense of personal devotion and application and contextualization that I was talking about before. Now, after this first verse, you can personalize this psalm as your own and with your own testimony. Now, the interesting thing about Psalm 136 um, is that I would not call it a prayer, right? Uh, nor would I use it as a prayer exactly, although you could as a model for prayer. Now, why do I say that? Um, because God, firstly, God is being referred to in the third person, right? Now, when we pray, we pray to God in the way that I would, you know, talk to my wife who, you know, could be sitting next to me. She's not right now, but, you know, if she was, I would be talking to her and I would say, you, me, so forth. I would not say, you know, you know, she is so beautiful while she's, you know, right next to me, right? I would use, I would say the second person and I would just talk to her like that. Now, that is what prayer is with God. You talk to God, right? You say you. God, you would not refer to him in the third person, but that's what we see uh, in this passage. Now, a short aside here is that once in a while, I've seen and heard, uh, hear people talk to, you know, or pray to God in the third person, or they're in the middle of prayer and they start referring to God in the third person. Um, I think a lot of pastors have a tendency to do this uh, because they're kind of used to teaching about God right, to people. Um, now, that's a sermon. That's a message. That's not a one-to-one -one prayer, right? So that's just a short aside, um, or it's a testimony. And that's kind of what this psalm is, right? It's a witness, a testimony, a declaration, because we see the main verb into, in the psalm is to give thanks, right? Give thanks to the Lord. And other possible expressions uh, is to confess or to proclaim. Now, we have song, you know, with this phrase, give thanks to, to the Lord, our, you know, our God and King, His love endures forever. And it's a call to give thanks. So it is a confession or a proclamation uh, to give thanks to God, you know, who is there as a third person. So it's me to you guys, right? Let's give thanks to God. Psalm 136 is a confession or a proclamation of thanksgiving about God. And, now why, and that's why it is often used as a call to worship. You know, I've used this psalm or parts of it as a call to worship. And it leads us to think about God and His goodness and to respond to that goodness 
and love, which then becomes praise. And that's why it's a great way to begin a praise time with uh, the psalm. Now, while this psalm isn't a prayer per se, um, it's just as good because it can still lead us to prayer and it models prayer of thanksgiving for us as well. This psalm begins with two small blocks of recognition for general things. For example, first, one to four, um, the good God, the true and only Lord among lords, true and only God among gods. You know, and then verses five to nine, creation and the creative powers and his sovereignty over all creation. And then for the biggest chunk, verses 10 to 22, we see that the recognition is specific in terms of historically for the people of Israel with specific names, countries, and even instances as well. And before uh, the psalm ends with a short chunk of general recognition. And then, you know, verses 10 to 22. So this is where we could personalize, right? Just as the psalmist remembers the past and sees God in the history of Israel and recognize God for all his goodness and from there give thanks, so can and should we think back in our lives of the goodness of God that we see, recognize God and give him thanks. And this naturally leads us to praise. A short quote that I remember, remember from somewhere says that life can only be understood backwards but it is lived forward. Now, this has a slightly melancholic twist to it, but here, in, in the view of today's psalm, I think it's a wonderful, it's a perfect reminder. Looking back in our lives, we understand the goodness of God, the, how we need to give thanks to God. And so I think today, let's look back, even just, you know, yesterday, and think of the things that we can give God thanks for. I had the wonderful opportunity to hear from and to meet an amazing pastor called R.T. Kendall from the States. He pastored at Westminster Chapel in England for many years. And something that he said, something small but really stuck with me, is that he has a praise journal, a thanksgiving journal, a journal that he carries around. And every, as much as he can, he writes down things that he's thankful for. And then at the end of the day, he looks through them, reads through them, and he prays, God, I thank you for this, these things that happened today, calling each one specifically. So why don't you take you know, just a couple of minutes today, now, to think about your last 24 hours, yesterday, some of the things that you remember that you can recognize God for his goodness and to give him thanks and make that a habit in your life as you move forward. And I think we can understand more of the goodness and the greatness and the love of God. So let's give God thanks today. Yeah, let's pray. God, we thank you uh, for your goodness, Lord. Uh, we thank you for your love that endures forever. Your commitment to us is forever and it is amazing, Lord. Your undying, uh, your unbreaking love for us. And so, Lord, today um, you ask us, you call us to look back in our lives, Lord, and to see your hand upon every moment, Lord, upon every episode, upon everything and to recognize you and to give you thanks for all those good things, God. And as we will see tomorrow, even some of the more painful things as well, we want to see you, we want to trust in you and recognize you, Lord. So today we give you praise for who you are, for your goodness and your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.